listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, and welcome to a brand new season of ESL Talk. Yeah, we're excited to start a new season with more guests, more topics, and more great conversations to help our fellow ESL teachers. I'm Daniel, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Faye. Thank you. It's great to be here again and for another season. And I'm really looking forward to all the new content we're going to cover this time around. Yeah, me too. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about mindset how this applies to ESL teaching and how you can start to incorporate this into your teaching. Yeah, and our guest, Elena, she's a profe- professional language coach specializing in mindset, will join us today to share her wisdom with us. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's a very new and uh, interesting topic for sure. Mm-hmm. So Faye, let's start to tackle this topic of mindset. Um, for you, in terms of your teaching, what does, what does mindset mean? I think when I think of mindset, I definitely think of uh, mental barriers because I work mostly with adult learners. Um, we know that that's a really big difference between children and adults is that we have a lot more filters and barriers that sometimes prevent our students uh, from learning, right? They kind of stand in their own way um, because they just think, oh, I don't speak well enough or I, I need to understand this rule in my own language and, you know, all those things we have and that... Right. Uh, that really hinders, I feel, hinders their progress in the language. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think in terms of teaching, it's just making students aware of certain things and also making them not as actively aware of other things. So what I mean by that is some students, like you said, they will fixate on certain grammar rules or certain conditionals or tenses, like for, for example. And that doesn't necessarily stop you being a great English speaker or a great English um, communicator. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to draw focus to the positives and maybe uh, not focus too much or not be too negative in some aspects. Um, So I think as well with this, it also kind of ties into making students aware of some kind of not, I wouldn't say psychological barriers, but some techniques or some strategies that they can use to help them be better English learners. Mm-hmm. So do you think that uh, mindset, your learner's mindset affects how you teach or what you teach in that sense? I think you kind of mentioned that. but Yeah, I would say so. I think that the mindset of the learner, if a learner comes in and they're quite maybe, we'll say, you know, for 
typical example, they're quite shy or they're a little bit anxious about speaking, then that definitely is going to affect my approach towards them. Um, another example I can think of as well is when some students, maybe they are kind of their parents have made them do the class or they're younger, or maybe the company has, has kind of said, we need you to do this course. So they might have some resistance in that case as well. Um, so the material will probably be quite similar. It just might be pitched slightly differently. Uh, and my approach might be a little bit different as well. Um, I might be a little bit more, a little bit more kind of slower and a little more relaxed in terms of some of the work just to start out, just to build that rapport. And then once I think we've established that and we're, we're making um, some progress and students can see that, then we can start to be a little bit more kind of hands-on and a little bit more, not intensive, but just a little bit more focused, I would say. Um, Yeah. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I think it's important for us to consider that. And it definitely affects, um, I wouldn't say necessarily what I teach, but maybe the order I teach things in mm -hmm. and, and the approach I'll use. Um, what I've started doing, um, especially now that I'm doing more online teaching and uh, through like a course that's pre-recorded and things like that, I've started to incorporate uh, like a needs assessment with my uh, learners right. at the beginning of a, the course. That's mostly not about language, but about their language learning habits and how they feel. Are they translating? Are they, do they feel nervous when they speak? Do they have all of these things? And then sort of like, and it's pretty much, uh, instead of, I say it's a needs assessment, but it's a, it's a mindset session where I, I, I want to learn what they're thinking and I want to give them some tools to, um, to work with that and sometimes uh, change their habits in that sense. Yeah. Um, so I guess it does affect that. Uh, they'll still learn the same language content, but they might just need a little bit more preparation before mm -hmm. they start, right? Yeah. I think it's about How, the approach. You, yeah, exactly. Have you incorporated something like that into your teaching? Have you found you started doing that? Yeah, what I think what's always important to remind learners, no matter how young or old or how, you know, their ability coming in, how low or how advanced they might be, um, is to always kind of tell or remind students of the why so they know mm -hmm. what the purpose is. So they have that mindset of, okay, this is going to help me with my writing. This is going to help me with my speaking. Uh, yeah. Because if we just do activities and we or we do, um, you know, certain tasks and we don't really give any context, then mm -hmm. students might feel like, well, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my money. What's the point? Mm -hmm. So I always say, this will help you because I have noticed that in your writing, this is a common error or this will help you because you have a big presentation that you have to deliver in a couple of weeks. So this That's should true. help you with your fluency. Um, so if, they, if you can connect your learning to the whys and answer those questions for students or maybe just even point them to it, then they'll see, okay, this teacher has understood my needs. They're creating activities that work for me, that are suited to me and I can mm -hmm. see the benefits. So I think it's a much... Um, a much better way to to do it than just say we're going to do this because we're going to do this because this That's is my true. course or this is my my way of teaching mm -hmm. and again you, you can you can definitely have you know courses and schemes and methods of teaching but you have to have some flexibility within that it doesn't have to be yeah. extreme but at least a little um to get to kind of work with your learner what works yeah. well for them Make, um, making things meaningful and applicable yeah, to them right mm -hmm. exactly and with younger learners that might be having a hook something they're interested in to get their motivation. For older learners, as we said, it's maybe saying, this is the, the benefit that you'll see. This is how it will help you. And again, that should, mm -hmm. that should hopefully um, fill that requirement for your student. Mm -hmm. um, how about for you? How have you um, incorporated this? Have you done this in, in the same kind of way? 
Yeah, uh, now that you mention it, I found that it's funny, like ever ever since uh, studying more about language acquisition itself and having done the master's and all that, I find that I often use that to explain uh, my methodology to my students and it really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talk- doing a needs assessment call with a student yesterday and I was she was telling me how she translates a lot and she was also telling me how um, she sometimes... Uh, learns a new like piece of language and she thinks, oh, I've never heard anyone say that. And then after she's learned it, she hears a lot of people saying it and she starts to notice it. And she's like, oh, yeah, actually I should use this. And I was just mm-hmm. explaining to her that this is the theory of noticing right. um, and how important it is to notice your own language and the things people say. And, you know, I start using all of this uh, knowledge that we have um, kind of naturally because we studied for two and a half years and I wrote a lot of papers on all that, yeah. but uh, I find it really helps and that it helps the student feel validated in those feelings as well and be like, oh, okay, so so the way I feel, all, all these things I noticed make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if, it, if a teacher is just starting out, they might not have that baggage we do, but right. I think it's important. It's just a lesson in like validating your students' feelings and showing them that the way they feel, the way they think is not unusual. And Mm -hmm. there's a reason for them to feel that way and then give them the tools to maybe uh, fix it or deal with it in a way that will help them. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's great. And thinking about us as teachers, then, do you think, you know, we have long days, we have a lot of planning, prep, Mm -hmm. teaching, it's it's very uh, time consuming sometimes and mentally taxing. So how do you keep that positive mindset as a teacher? And, and does it affect your classes sometimes when you know, like, I have five more lessons to go today, or I, mm-hmm. I don't get a break, or I can't eat, or I have to take care of my daughter? Like, how does this right. affect your, your psyche? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point, because we think so much about student mindset, but uh, our own mindset can be tricky to, to, to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely have days where um, I feel less motivated or there's so much on my mind and all that. But I always said that I've always said that teaching is like acting in -hmm. a way, you know, you have to have this persona and you have to learn to kind of put these things in a little like drawer or stored away in a little box while you're teaching. Um, And that little voice in your head um, should always be positive. Like you were saying about being positive. just trying to remind yourself that I know what I'm doing, no matter what's happening outside, I have a plan, I'm prepared, I've done this before, you know, I am the teacher here, no one's questioning that. Um, And just, uh, just, yeah, just kind of um, repeating a mantra in a way, (laughs) in your own mind, It, 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 it doesn't really help outside the classroom, because I find that when I do all that, um, sometimes I get really emotionally drained in my free time. And I will need to like, unwind and take some time off and all that because we we're just like storing it away, you're bottling it up, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's I mean, a way that you, we can be more professional about it. But absolutely. Yeah. And I like what you do as well. Even when you go outside to take a break or go to groceries, you still turning in turn it into a learning opportunity, for your students, <laughs> right, which is yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of hard now. It's sort of like addicting. I can't help but think of how mm. my students could learn from what I'm doing. Right, right. And how, how about for you? Um, have has this uh, mindset idea? Do you think this has helped to be a better teacher? This awareness of of your own feelings and all that? Yeah, I mean, I don't ever want to come across to students as being fake or or not genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, when students ask me, you know, how's it going? How are you? How's how's your week? I'll be honest, and I'll say, you know, yeah. very busy or very challenging. And I think yep. 
I think students respect that and they appreciate that as well because mm-hmm. you can't always be on top of your game constantly. I'd love to oh, be, yeah. but it's just not physically possible. So mm-hmm. I think having that honesty and, and being being real with your students definitely helps you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as well, the beauty of, of teaching and working with students one-on-one or in small groups is that they can they can actually help how you're feeling. And That's you know, if, if you have a great lesson or students particularly, you know, show their 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 skills or what they've learned that's that's a really positive boost uh, mentally as well mm-hmm. um, but like you said yeah it's important to take regular breaks and try to set aside time for you because once you start neglecting that it, it could affect your teaching and and then that mm-hmm. obviously affects your students so mm-hmm. I think it's um it's really important to think about us as well not just our students of course right they are very important but we are too because we're the ones that's teaching true them. <laughs> not on a burnout yeah so for you, Faye, I mean, you have experience training, mentoring new teachers. Um, did you find you had to work on their mindset as well as their teaching skills? Is this something you had to teach them or remind them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a huge thing for teacher mm. training. Um, it's, I think naturally, we've talked about this before, but I find that a lot of teachers naturally have major imposter syndrome. And no matter how experienced you are, um, You'll, if you're, you're meeting with a new student, you're meeting with a new group of students, like you'll always have that little voice in your in the back of your head saying like, oh, you have to prove yourself, you know. Um, but that's one thing I, I like I mentioned before that you have to be, turn that into a more positive voice in your head. And I always tell my my trainees when they're about to start and they have to do their practicum and they're like really nervous. They're like, oh, my God, I, I don't I don't know. I don't have experience. And I always tell them, look, your students don't know any of this. All they know is that you are the teacher and the teacher knows what they're doing. So just remind yourself of that. I am the teacher. I always tell them, just tell yourself, I'm the boss. I'm the teacher. I've got this because nobody is questioning. When a student goes to a, into a classroom, they don't go in there questioning, is this person the teacher? Like, do they really know what they're doing? They will only start to question it if you behave in a way that will give them space to do so. But if you come in and you like stand up straight and you're like confident and inside you could be freaking out, but you know, your delivery um, tricks them into thinking that, yeah, you know this, you know what you're doing, then you know what you're doing. And, you know, like I would say, um, you fake it till you make it. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. That's We've basically that so many it. times throughout these mm-hmm. episodes, but it's, it's a really important mantra that we should, uh, we should be aware of for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And in your case, I know you have lots of experience um, in different areas of ESL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a bit about the difference between children and adult learners, but have you noticed uh, there are like specific mindset patterns for mm-hmm. students learning business English or students learning EAP or students prepping for an IELTS exam? they're all very different because they all have very different motivations. Um, Mm -hmm. I find that younger learners, children are very resilient and they're very open to doing whatever it is that you have. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because they don't want to say anything, Um, Mm -hmm. but generally children are a little bit more kind of, you know, relaxed and carefree. And again, I think the majority of the time they do have a positive mindset, but if, you know, and if, if I see that they're maybe not having a great day or they've had a lot of other homework or a lot of other tasks, then I might, you know, just maybe give them one piece of homework instead of two or we'd make yep. a start on it in the class, for example. So I think mm-hmm. that's helpful um, mm. for maybe IELTS students. They're very focused because they have a goal and they will be more resilient and more kind of eager to do what is a, whatever is needed because they need that score or yeah. it's it's not not exactly life and death but it's very important it could set up their whole future um when it comes to business english students again 
it's not necessarily about um, it's not necessarily about being perfect. It's just about improving their processes and the way that they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of students I work with who, you know, who have business classes with me, it's about their writing specifically and their spoken mm-hmm. communication. So it's more about just, they're already at quite a good level. It's just kind of tweaking and improving mm-hmm. and focusing on, on certain areas. Um, so I think they all differ. Um, but again, as I mentioned earlier, it comes back to you as a teacher being aware yeah. enough to know what works well for that learner and and how best you can work with them on that given day or that given week. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Do you think though, Faye, that all teachers should take time to learn about mindset because it's not really something that's covered specifically. So should Mm -hmm. we educate ourselves on this topic? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. It took us so long to cover this, Mm. Um, but we, we, if you look back on our episodes, we almost always talk about mindset. We do. Yeah. We often mention it, but like you said, it's not something we teach. Like in none of my teacher training courses, have I ever like mentioned this? I I, I have, but because of my experience, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not part of the material. There's no um, like module on the, the psyche of the student, you know, there's nothing like that, but it's so much of it um, depends on that. So yeah. much of your teaching, right? I guess so. I mean, we, we don't really know that much about it specifically, but uh, we are now going to hear from our special guest, Elena, who mm-hmm. is a little bit more of an expert in this field. So uh, let's head over to the interview portion of today's podcast and let's bring in Elena. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, Elena. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So I just wanted to start today, Elena, by just asking you to tell us a little bit about your background working with language learners today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, this is interesting because I started um, just as a tutor, really. And I, was, I started with Russian and Italian in the beginning. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'll see how it goes. And now I ended up being actually an NLP language coach specialized in mindset. Because like, since I started, I learned so much from my students. 
you know, like it's so fascinating to see what they struggle the most with and to see what works and how I can help them to study better, more efficiently and just make it more enjoyable. Hmm. That's really interesting. So you started out yeah. teaching Russian and Italian languages. Yes. yes. And then, and yes. then you made this shift into uh, coach and mindset. Uh, can you tell us exactly what mindset means then in that context? So you talked about making your students' lives easier and helping them learn, but how could we define a student mindset? Mindset blocks. Mm. Like, um, I'm too old to learn a language. I'm too young. I live in the wrong country. I don't, I don't have anyone to speak to. I don't have anyone to practice with. And just like um, many other stories, right? So, um, and one of them, uh, the biggest one actually is the fear of speaking. So I really like to talk them through why this happens and how to overcome the fear of speaking as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just amazing to see the results they can get, you know, and mm -hmm. this is just the fast forward track for them to speak more confidently and just um, find the right learning method that works for them and achieve their specific language results, actually. Because I was actually talking on this um, about this with someone on an Instagram live this morning mm. um, that learning a language is a lifelong goal, mm -hmm. really, isn't it? Because you, yeah, you never stop learning a language, right? Mm -hmm. um, and especially for someone who is just a beginner, um, thinking about this can feel overwhelming, mm -hmm. right? And could be like oh my god this is so scary you know how can i achieve this and so the idea here is to so if we imagine um the language learning is um if we compare it to climbing a mountain mm -hmm. right so this is like the language learning it's uh, this everest <laughs> right mm -hmm. um so first of all get clarity right on why you need to learn this language what do you want to get out of it? Is it for a job interview? Is it for um, a basic conversation? Is it for traveling? Is it for something mm -hmm. else, right? And just divide this language learning process in chunks, like mm -hmm. achievable chunks. Yeah, and this is this is how. You made a really better. interesting point there about mm -hmm. the biggest fear students have is just speaking or speaking in public. And I think there was some research I read that some some language learners say they would rather rather actually die than speak in front of a large group of people so it, it is a real yeah. fear for sure mm. and it's huge it's massive it's like the biggest fear of language yeah. do, do you think that that fear comes from cultural um kind of issues or is it is it more like an in, internal conflict where would you say that, that that comes from okay so i'm super passionate about neuroscience as well mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. our brain works and so i don't know if you guys are familiar with um oh i forgot the name of this guy truman Truman, something uh he's he's got this three brains theory and basically it's about an old part of the brain uh which is um the reptile part of the brain so it's about our instincts uh mm -hmm. there is then there is the emotional part of the brain and our rational part of the brain. And of course, the reptile part of the brain is the oldest one. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to, you know, if you touch something hot, right, you just, um, you feel it and you react in less than a second, right? Because mm -hmm. this is when your survival mode um, mm -hmm. begins. 
same with emotional brain, you know, so uh, when we feel upset or when we feel demotivated, when we don't have like this emotional balance, we can't be rational. You know, mm -hmm. like when you're really angry, it doesn't make sense if someone says, hey, be calm, because this, this doesn't work, right? <laughs> so same with speaking, actually, speaking another language. So basically, we used to live in small communities, up to 150 people, right, to survive. So, yeah. and this is how we survived, because you can survive when you live in a community. And if you do something wrong, right, and you're excluded from the community, mm -hmm. this means death because you can't survive alone in the wilderness. Um, and so this can relate to the fear of speaking because we are afraid to put ourselves into the unknown, right? Because on this, this old part of the brain, this end emotional part of the brain think that, uh, thinks that if we say something wrong, people will exclude us. So this means death. Right. So this is all happening on an unconscious level. Mm -hmm. It's not rational because, yeah. you know, tigers won't um, eat you alive <laughs> or mm -hmm. people won't, uh, you know, kill you because you said something wrong. But this is actually what happens. Um, yeah. On an unconscious level. And mm -hmm. I find that, yeah, people like even understanding how it works, you know, like when I talk my students through this they like you can see it in their eyes they're like whoa mm -hmm. you know there's like a huge mind shift and this is something that makes them feel more confident um about that it's really interesting and how do you think that uh, us as teachers knowing all this can help um, teach the language how can this be helpful to us as teachers yeah so here going back to mindset um i just finished reading this book recently it's called mindset actually by mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Carol Dweck. I don't know if you have heard about her. And she um, talks about growth and fixed mindset. And basically growth mindset, it's about praising the effort and not the result. Mm -hmm. Because when you praise the effort, you start building this muscle of, you know, resilience and trying hard things and making it work and finding solutions and when you're um, praising the result you cultivate the fixed mindset and so if you do that so if you say yes you did so well you know it's amazing that you know you you i don't know you got what um system have you got in north america a eh? like what's the maximum yeah, the math system. Like, oh, it's amazing that you got the A for your test. You know, uh, this will this will create this fear of uh, making mistakes, mm. right? Because you want to perform high level, Always right? Hundred percent. Yeah. And so it creates this pressure and this fear of not performing as well as someone is expecting from you. So mm. the idea here is that. If we as teachers, if we um, work with students from this growth mindset perspective, and if we praise their effort, right, and we do it constantly, so it's not something that happens only once, it's like training the new muscle, right, mm -hmm. like forming these new neural pathways. Um, if we start doing this, 
this is where students will really get into the growth mindset idea and put more effort in it and enjoy actually the hard work and enjoy learning the language and won't see it as challenging as they could see it now. That's really interesting because it reminds me a lot of, of I mean, I've, I'm a, a new parent, my daughter's almost two, <laughs> but I've done a lot of reading on, on as like respectful parenting and how to like help your child develop and all that. And they talk a lot about that as well, praising the mm-hmm. effort and not yes. only their achievements, especially yes. at a young age. And it's really interesting because you can definitely apply that to an adult person. Mm-hmm. Learning you can life. apply this to everything, life. Like, really, to any area of your life. But yeah, yeah if, we, if we're talking about, you know, teaching, yeah. Yeah, this it's is... really important to focus on the process rather than the output because that will mm-hmm. come yes, with exactly. time, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So with the learners that you work with, what are some of the common mental barriers that prevent adults especially from improving? What are those kind of mindset issues that maybe stop them from achieving their full potential? Um, stories they tell themselves. Mm-hmm. What I mean by this is that um yeah it's similar actually to yeah it it goes hand in hand with mindset again um so basically stories they tell themselves such as um not good at languages Mm -hmm. i'm too old i don't have the possibility to do it better faster or something i can't learn the language 101 because i don't have money Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the stories they tell themselves mm-hmm. and then they start believing these stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there is like this internal conflict when um, on one hand, they do feel like they need to learn English, for example. But on the other hand, there are these stories they tell themselves, like, I'm not good at le- languages. And so there mm-hmm. are like two different forces pulling in different directions. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, that's. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it resonates a lot. I think with a lot of us um, teachers, mm-hmm. all things we've heard or shouldn't say or do. Yep. Um, and so, what are them some simple ways that we can incorporate this mindset training uh, or thinking into our classes? Do you have any examples of some things teachers can do to to help their lessons, help their students get through that? Yeah, it's you know, it's like helping them building these new habits because. It can take some time to create new habits, right? So if a person is used to think about language learning in one way, you know, it doesn't, the change doesn't happen overnight. So it might be a process, I don't know, one month, two months long, depending on the person and the teacher and many other circumstances. Um, But yeah, to really, you know, help them starting create this new habit of being curious about loving challenges and um, being curious about the challenges. And actually in in this book uh, by Carol Dweck, I really love this quote. Um, So the growth mindset person would say, this is hard. This is fun. You know, so they really have fun when it when it's more challenging. Mm -hmm. I wish my students said that. We're going to get them thinking that way, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's doable, you know, like I can see it with my students. I can see it with my clients. Mm-hmm. You know, you we just need to be patient and to praise the effort and have patience and the result will come. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, as teachers, what do we need to consider 
in terms of, you know, maybe different ages of students, different abilities, the, the size of the groups, if we're teaching one-to-one -one or in groups, how does that kind of affect how we would approach and deliver mindset in those classes? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not super familiar with um, big groups of people, but um, why we need to consider this? Because having this in mind can really help teachers and students. It can help teachers to better understand what their students need and how to deliver it. So it can make the teaching process easier and same for students. It can help their um, learning process to be easier and more enjoyable. So it's like a win-win for both yeah. sides. Mm. Makes a lot of sense when you say it like that. <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure. And do you, do you notice there might be certain mindset patterns that are more particular to certain cultures? For example, if if you've worked a lot with Japanese students in general, they struggle with speaking. They have more of that uh, shame, it seems, like of making a mistake and all that. And they're a lot more self-conscious. Um, have you noticed any of those patterns, uh, mm -hmm. depending on the culture and the background of the students? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure I'm the best person to answer this because my main students are like from coming from western culture and not mm -hmm. like as i know about japanese i studied japanese in in uni um mm -hmm. and i know about japanese people but i don't have japanese students and if i think about you know like russian students or north american students or your other european students um yeah i wouldn't say there are like huge cultural um blocks like related to culture mm -hmm. yeah from my experience it's mainly yeah it, it really depends on the person mm -hmm. and on the environment where that person lived i mean yeah if i want to make an example so for example eastern european countries i'm very familiar with because i'm yeah originally from ukraine um so i don't know now but like my generation still, we still have this approach of um, teacher-centered way of learning. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I need to learn this language. Okay, now you do everything and I just sit here mm -hmm. and listen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're, they, don't, they don't take initiative. Um, yeah, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, I would say mm -hmm. it really depends on the person. Yeah. Great. So are there any practical tips or techniques that our listeners could use to help their students have the right mindset for learning? What are some easy, simple things that we can do to start setting up our students for success? Yeah. So the, um, something super simple and super easy everyone can do is um, it's like, I feel like I... Uh, someone who is teaching meditation in this moment <laughs> is, you know, being aware. <laughs> mm -hmm. So as soon as you catch yourself thinking, um, I mean, right now I'm talking from a student's perspective, you know, thinking, oh, this is so hard. I can't do this. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I won't study today because I want to scroll Instagram for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just, um, recognize this thought and be aware of this thought because that's the first step to starting create this new habit where um 
you want to learn, where you encourage yourself to be curious and you encourage and yeah, encourage the effort. Mm -hmm. I actually love that because um, Daniel and I talked a little bit about this in our portion of it as well, but I'm I've always talked a lot about uh, noticing and becoming aware of your own language and your own skill and what you say and what you don't say. Um, I think that's a huge thing, especially for more advanced learners to break through that kind of like plateau they reach where they can't yeah, feel exactly. like they're improving anymore. And yeah. it, it applies to, to their mindset as well, for sure. It's like, how am I feeling right now? What are the thoughts that are going through my mind, right? And what you said just really validates that. So I think it's really important for yeah, exactly. teachers and learners. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Self-talk is a huge one. Mm -hmm. It is, for sure. So, Elena, how can our listeners find you um, on social media or online if they want to connect with you? Yes. Um, So, my main activity is on Instagram. And on Instagram, my account is Ele Mentor. So, it's E-L-E under, yeah, underscore. Thank you. Yeah. It's C-L-E underscore mentor. So it's uh-huh. M-E-N-T-O-R mm-hmm. underscore. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. We'll be sure to direct yeah. our, our and, um, to that. Yeah, um, I'll be running a free challenge uh, to boost up their English. So I'm running this oh. free challenge, yeah, for English learners. And it will be a lot about, um, you know, how our brain works and how to improve your English and how to achieve your goals and how to be more specific. So it's like, yeah, how to improve your English from this perspective. Mm, awesome. That's really interesting. It is yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today, Elena. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. I know I have. So yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm super happy to share this knowledge with the world Great. Yeah, this will mean that we'll have more happy people in the world. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Elena, for helping us kick off season three. And thanks again to all of you for joining us for the first episode of our new season. Yes. And remember, you can subscribe to receive the latest episodes each Wednesday. And you can follow us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast or send us an email to ESL Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Learning with Faye, and Faye is F E Y. Or you can find me at I'm Daniel Teacher. We hope you'll join us again for next week's episode. Yes, thanks, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.